Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. It is Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. As thousands of matrics continue to tackle the biggest exams of their lives, many in Nelson Mandela Bay face their most harrowing tests outside the four walls of the classroom. Challenges outside the exam room include gang violence, issues at home and poor facilities. This over and above the educational challenges. Joining us to comment and chat about these issues, the Executive Director of the National Professional Teachers Organization of South Africa, NAPTOSA, and that's Basil Manuel. Basil, thank you for your time. These are tough times for our matrix. Good morning, Darren. Yes, it, yes, they are. Uh, and of course, we, we're constantly worried about what happens outside because uh, those things don't leave the, your matriculant or any student unaffected. And we focus now at the end of the year, particularly with the matriculants, uh, on, on the protest actions that we always see for service delivery, appealing uh, to parents as members of that community, but also to the community at large, not to um, stymie or, or even hijack the life chances that these kids have. Um, it's our, in our experience and research shows that if the child doesn't complete matric the first time around, the second time around becomes almost impossible for more than 50% of those. They just never, ever do it. So we don't want anything to disrupt the chances of the child. However, there are things that are just outside of our control that we don't even see. Um, Protests are very visible and we can always try and intervene. But the things that we don't see, like home conditions, uh, gang violence that that, uh, happens at night and in certain areas that you're not even aware of, uh, schools are just unaware sometimes of these things. They only see the results of it and never the actual action. Societal issues. How do we contribute to creating a better environment for our learners, not just matrix, but those in general? High profile incidents in the last few days around Nelson Mandela Bay. Basil, we had one pupil who was uh, shot. We assume it was uh, gang related outside Arcadia High in the northern areas. And then the tragic instance of young Chadwin Vitboy, who was uh, killed. He's from Patterson High, also in the northern areas, Nelson Mandela Bay, tragically killed on his way home, walking after studying for the exam. That is such a difficult one because we constantly say the school has an important role to play, but it is about the community, it is about policing, and it is about the department. Darren, unless we, we are working together, this it never gets resolved. Schools have to be recognized as an important cog in the community besides education, in the community. And schools can't shut themselves off from the community. The community must then own the school and have a sense of pride to look after the school even. Then the children become safer. But when it comes to gang violence, and there are many parts of our country that are going through the same drama, um, if the police have no plans, If there's no visibility, and I'm not talking about visibility at a school, visibility in the community, because the the young man that was killed on his way home, it, 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 it was away from school, but it was within the broader community. And if there's no police visibility, if there's no consequences that people see happening, these things fester and grow bigger. The bigger tragedy is that this attracts the young people, because it seems to be 
really an easy to get into lifestyle and there seem to be instant rewards that are shown off in communities. We see them by the cars people drive that happen to be in these gangs. And that is for us the even bigger concern is that we are actually breeding the next generation of gangsters. As Napto said, there are limits to how you can influence gang violence and uh, drug use and issues at home. But uh, poor facilities as a result of vandalism and possibly underfunding in various situations, those are issues you can influence as Naptosa or not. Absolutely. No, there, there are many things that we try to do, and the emphasis is on try. <clears throat> Take gender-based violence. We have a program that deals with school-related gender-based violence, and our credo is simply, if we get two kids not to perpetrate gender-based violence, we've actually succeeded in a community because some family and their uh, next generation will be better off for it. But our belief is that if we don't stop some of the things at school with youngsters, we are then party to just allowing it to happen later. So we are talking about... um, drug programs, uh, gender-based violence programs, even gangsterism issues. But if a community is so depressed where youngsters don't see a future outside of school because they see themselves joining the, the, the ranks of the unemployed, etc., it works directly against every little program that you try. And I must tell you, uh, Darren, schools are trying many, many things with, with the limited resources. Uh, social welfare doesn't come to the party because we don't see the department that is. Now, I'm not talking about social workers themselves, I'm talking about the departments getting involved to assist the schools. We don't see that happening. Schools don't have school counselors. These are some of the basics because we can identify a child that is starting to go wrong, starting on the wrong path. But if there's no professional expert to assist, it is then just left to the grace of God. And that is not what we want to see happen. So, Darren, yes, there are many things that we are limited in. But I don't want to take away from all those schools that are trying so hard. But I want to see government departments whose responsibility is it is women and children, uh, social welfare and the like. They've got to come to the party and we must and can do better. There are budgets that get sent back to Treasury every year when there are these incidents happening in all our neighbourhoods. Issues like a lack of furniture, there are school transport challenges. In some cases, you can argue for nutritional programs that need to be instituted. Other than those, what would be big challenges from your point of view that need to be addressed? Aging school infrastructure where um, there's just no money. And uh, the the department has virtually done the Pontius Pilate trick and and washed their hands off the matter. They say the governing bodies must. But if you're in a community where there is no money, the governing bodies won't have any money to do anything. And of course, people react to to the conditions around them. If you are sitting in a place that seems to be breaking down, picking up a stone and flinging it through a window is not as difficult as it is when you are in surroundings that look like you want to keep them looking good. And we keep saying, it's an age-old thing. People, surroundings must be what you want to reflect them becoming. 
You can't have a school dilapidated, whether it be a mud school, whether it be no furniture, whether it be no books. We can't expect children to read if we don't even have books to send home. And this is the cycle we are in. We preach about this every year, but very little changes. And then we see the wastage that does happen, Darren, and that is what makes us unhappy and extremely angry. In closing, Basil, a message from yourself and Naptosa to the matrix of 2023? To the matrix and the parents, hang in there. I know everybody's in matric when somebody, when a child is in matric in a household. This is a gateway, and it's a gateway that can uh, provide chances to a much, much better life afterwards. And every child needs to be looking at what they're going to do beyond matric. Matric is not the end, it's the beginning of another journey. Appreciate your time and appreciate your thoughts. Thanks for being available to Behind the Herald Headlines. Basil Manuel, have a good day. Thanks, Stephen. Bye. Behind the Herald Headlines now catching up with our columnist, Professor Jonathan Janssen. Matrix around Nelson Mandela Bay and in various other parts of the country as well, facing issues in 2023. After they leave the exam room, they go back to the bleak reality of often gang-ridden areas where child-headed households, infrastructural issues and drug and alcohol abuse are rife. And while their schools are meant to offer refuge and reassure them to hold on to hope for the future, some of the institutions themselves have their own struggles, facing issues ranging from vandalism to overcrowding. It is a very, very difficult time for the matrix of 2023 to be writing. Professor Janssen, would you agree? I totally agree. You know, if you are a kid, for example, from the northern areas uh, of, of Kubecha and you're writing, uh, you know, uh, matric exams, people don't understand. There's a whole lot of hurdles you have to cross uh, before you can deal with the normal issues like, you know, understanding the subject matter and, of course, passing the exam. And so where there are issues of poverty, where there are issues of gangsterism, where there are issues of, you know, just... Um, uh, uh, very unstable domestic uh, uh, circumstances, it makes it so much more difficult for a child from those circumstances. And it turns out that in, uh, you know, in places like Nelson Mandela Bay, Metro, there's the majority of the kids don't go to grey high school. They don't go to the frame speed. They go to schools where it is uh, uh, difficult. And uh, so the combination of the domestic circumstances and the social context in which children learn all of that, surprise, surprise, has a, a, a negative impact on their ability to achieve in the classroom. Who do we turn to in order to start dealing with these issues, Prof? I mean, society at large um, has to come to the party. But within the schools themselves, they face a multitude of issues. Lack of furniture, adequate lighting, um, vandalism is a continuing issue. How do we start and begin addressing these problems? Yeah, I don't know of another way to to address these problems uh, other than in the classroom itself. What this means is that the teacher, uh, a dedicated teacher, uh, becomes a social worker, a nurse, uh, educator, uh, you know, uh, a bit of a, a politician. And so on. But you've got to take on all those functions, the trauma that kids bring to school, for example. You can't just say, I'm teaching math or I'm teaching science. I'm going to forget about everything else. So I don't know of a shortcut of another way of dealing with this other than empowering teachers. The problem is when you're a teacher with 30, 40, 50 kids in a classroom, it's very, very difficult. It's exhausting. Uh, teachers burn out at a rate never seen before because we ask them 
because we have nobody else, we ask them to take on all of these functions, you know, uh, in the school context. And that is the problem that we sit with at the moment. But if you're waiting for government to put a counsellor uh, uh, in every school and enough teachers in every classroom, just forget it. It's not going to happen in our lifetime. And so, unfortunately, we've got to find ways of empowering, capacitating, uh, building the confidence and the competence of existing resources which is unfortunately the teacher, uh, to be able to just give kids some respite, you know, from the pressures they have to deal with. You mentioned trauma counselling, Prof, and uh, that's an issue we haven't touched on uh, too much so far. We had a tragic incident just a few nights ago in Nelson Mandela Bay where young Chadwin Vitboy, studying for matric, was shot dead um, on his walking on his way home after having studied. One kind of overlooks the effect that has on his fellow learners and the school that he comes from. Um, is, is there an argument to be made for a postponement or some sort of intervention in a situation like that? Not, uh, well, first of all, I'm, sh- I'm shattered to hear that story. I didn't know about it. Um, and you're quite right. This, is, this doesn't just affect the family of this uh, young man, but also, of course, everybody around him, you know, including his fellow learners. So this is devastating. I don't think you, you can stop the homotric exam, obviously, because there are hundreds of thousands of kids writing. But I would hope that the provincial department um, makes accommodation for children uh, who, I'm dealing with one of them right now, by the way, who was in a massive motor car accident. And you can't treat them the same way you're going to treat every other kid. So give them another chance to write the exam make sure that they are at least physically healed and and ready to write. But uh, uh, the system has to be responsive to the fact that children live in circumstances that are not ideal um, uh, and, and, and therefore has to make alternative arrangements in crises such as the terrible one you just mentioned. Just in closing, Prof, a message from you to the matric class of 2023. What would it be? Oh, it's an optimistic message. Look, um, uh, despite all of our challenges, you know, you absolutely have to believe that you are smarter than you think. That's my message to every kid. Don't let the system tell you you can't when you can. And, you know, you come out of a province there, particularly Nelson Mandela Bay, you know, Zwede, Gray, this amazing captain of yours, you know, and every time Sia speaks, you know, Sia Kulisi, you will tell you i'm not doing this for myself uh we do this for the country and that is an inspiring message to me but should be an inspiring message to every kid that whether you were, the fact that you were born in zwede doesn't mean you end up in zwede you can actually use that as a launching platform so go into the exams confident sleep the night before um you know and and do the best that you can and if you don't get the marks you want. Just remember, it's not the end of the road. There are other opportunities for you to read your exams, etc., etc. But uh, don't let the exams define you as a person and don't let the exams decide what your real capabilities are and so on. So keep believing in yourself and, uh, and it will go well with you. Professor Jonathan Janssen, thank you for your time once again. Have a great day. Appreciate you joining us on Behind Their All Headlines, sir. Thank you. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.